Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Liberal Cube podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. Utah hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. This show is a journey into all the media I have consumed. I will pour it forth for your consumption. Be it uh, uh, delightful or not, it will happen. It will happen. Uh, very rarely, this is one of the very few exceptions, will I go into an episode knowing what the title will be. Uh, this time I do because I'm calling it ch 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 changes as I wanted to talk at the top, which I suppose I do regardless, uh, of the few things that are going to change in this post-episode 500 world. First of all, did anyone listen to that thing? Slash watch it? Uh, it wasn't easy to watch <laughs> for many reasons. Uh, first and foremost is that uh, it, it's hard to find. Uh, there, there's places in which you can watch it. YouTube was not one of them because um, uh, copyright reasons. Uh, it's in the... Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the whole just watching someone watch uh, YouTube videos that they have liked over a, a friggin' like, decade. That's a dumb thing to do. But it seemed to fit in with the dumbness that often happens on this thing. So there. Uh, anyways, uh, enough of the past. Let's look forward to the future and the aforementioned changes that I spoke of, which uh, are mostly just in the form that um, I used to do this on a timer, as you are noted aware, you long-time listener, you, where I would push a button that would start a series of five five-minute timers. However, now I decided to be a little more uh, lackadaisical about it in that uh, I, I still have the segments, but uh, I, I'm just going to sort of let them flow as they may. They may be shorter, they may be longer. Um, I'm, I, I'm no longer going to worry about um, if I don't have enough movies to fill uh, the five-minute segment, I'm going to be thinking, oh man, i got to watch another movie uh, in order to have something for the podcast. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to let a podcast that has no listeners <laughs> uh, uh, dictate uh, how I lead my life, in essence. Uh, that's one side of the coin. The other is that... Um, I'm pretty, I don't know if I've announced it yet or it'll be available yet, uh, depending on when this comes out, but on October 31st, whether past or future from when this comes out, I don't actually remember, uh, I will be focusing a little more on something called the Alphabetical DM. Oh, interesting. If you were to go on YouTube and type in the Alphabetical DM, you will see uh, potentially, well, you'll definitely see the channel. That's all set up. Uh, you'll see the first video either ready to watch or a, a, a premiere date of October 31st. And basically what it is, is um, I will be 
uh, talking D&D, but uh, more specifically, as I like a structure, and I believe others do as well, I will be uh, reviewing, similar to the reviews I do on this show, aka nonsensical ones, all, all monsters, spells, and locations that exist within the Forgotten Realms. That is insane. Not only will I be doing so, but I will be doing so, you guessed it, in alphabetical order. It's ridiculous. So episode one, uh, let me see if I can remember this off the top of my head, which I think I might actually be able to, which is impressive. Uh, episode one is Aarakocra, obviously. It starts with a double A, right? It's going to be the first quote-unquote monster. Uh, uh, I believe it was Acid... Was it Acid Splash? Acid something? Mm, maybe I don't remember the spell. And the, the, the name of the location was like Abathor, uh, Abatar. <laughs> it was something weird like that. I think it was like a temple. Uh, I recorded it a little bit ago, but uh, I think it came out good. Those are videos, I should say, which uh, is interesting. Uh, and I've never really done too much into that world. So uh, if you ever wanted to, a uh, longtime listener, see my face, I don't know why you would want to, but now you have the option. Uh, I will also be sort of, a, I segmented that where I'll, I'll do like a main subject each episode as well. So the first one I just did sort of what is D&D, uh, your sort of classic. Then uh, I did viewer questions. Uh, I, I also combined the monster spell and locale into some sort of uh, scenario that perhaps you can use in your campaign. Just sort of a, a thing to potentially... Uh, grow ideas within your brain, which I, I think it, it will actually be good for that. And and just on that note, the, the reason I'm doing that, that, that whole D&D thing, uh, from the position of, uh, you know, some of it's actually from the position of me thinking I might be good at uh, DMing, which is shocking because there are very few things in this life that I think I am quote-unquote good at. But uh, DMing, I think I might actually be, and uh, I enjoy it to the degree where that enjoyment with some actual somehow confidence found in something I do uh, means that, you know, maybe this thing is a, a good idea. So I decided to uh, do it. I, I've got uh, five episodes recorded uh, by this point. Uh, I've got 10 episodes worth of notes, which are uh, slightly more involved than my notes for this podcast, which are virtually non-existent. But even still, uh, if anything, these 500 episodes plus have taught me, it's that uh, it's, it's, it's easier and easier just to sit down and talk uh, into a microphone. Like, uh, I don't edit this at all, as is obvious <laughs> sometimes. And uh, similar to that, I'm, you know what's kind of cool about that? is I'm using uh, XSplit, which is traditionally a software that is used for streaming. Uh, so the reason I use that is because I can create sort of different scenes uh, with different visuals and some cool little special effects and stuff, and it's all edited live. So basically what you see that uh, first, the first episode's a little longer, of that, the alphabetical DM, just because I am not only doing the episode, but I'm also explaining the format in the first episode, uh, which won't be in other episodes. So uh, that one was like 25 minutes long, uh, half an hour long, some, something like that, but I think other ones will be shorter than, than that. Anyways, as I was saying, um, what that software allowed me to do and record, like there's no sort of 
uh, uh, recording it, putting it into some sort of software, uh, editing out parts, uh, adding these special effects and little visuals and stuff. It's all done live. Uh, and that's kind of what I need of this sort of thing in order to be able to commit to it long term, I find. Like this podcast, if I had to post recording, do, you know, hours of work on it, uh, the potential of me missing weeks or finding that it's too onerous a thing, uh, especially a thing that I'm just doing because I enjoy doing it and it's not a thing I ever expect to be paid for or, or anything of that nature, uh, it, it needs to be simple uh, to do, <laughs> basically, which is uh, maybe sad and, and maybe it takes away from the polish it could have. But then... Uh, there's the potential that should it turn into a thing, uh, maybe I can do it a little differently, or, or, or maybe not. Maybe I like it the way it is. I don't know. Uh, I, I actually didn't plan this episode to talk about it necessarily, but uh, just to sort of emphasize the cha-cha-cha changes going forward in future episodes in this post-500 world, I'm just going to kind of do whatever the hell I want. Uh, let flow what may, if you will. So uh, there you go. Uh, I hope you check out the Alphabetical DM on YouTube, on uh, various other platforms uh, like Vimeo. It'll be there as well. It'll be on my website, ahnerdywebsite.com. You know, all over the place. Check it out. Uh, It'll be either available soon or it's available right now. I don't know which. So... There you go. Uh, Weekly episodes. Weekly episodes, I should say. Okay, so I still have a button. Despite not having the timer button, I have a button that will play a little theme as we talk about movies here like this. God damn, this button knows it doesn't work so good sometimes. I should look into something else. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Girls' Night. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, looks like I got four, which is uh, sort of the default amount. We're not going to mess around too much with the format, right? Uh, movie the first from 2019, Little, which is, of course, the sequel, question mark. Uh, it takes place in the same universe, perhaps. Totally separate, who knows. Uh, from the movie Big, starring Tom Hanks, which I very much enjoyed and is easy for me to give that movie 5 out of 5, which I believe I did not too long ago on this very podcast. Little, on the other hand, let me go ahead and get the rating out of the way before I forget. Uh, it's not as good. Yeah, that uh, goes without saying, I suppose. Does it? Mm, yeah. The, 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 the girl, uh, what's her name? Let's see, Regina Hall, I'm a big fan of. Issa Rae, she's good. Uh, Marseille Martin, which uh, I believe she's from another show. I think she's from Blackish. I'm, I'm fairly confident of that. Maybe I should double check because uh, I don't want to be wrong. But, 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 yes, yeah, I knew she was. Okay. Uh, she was she was incredible. Uh, her performance in this, 5 out of 5. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what uh, is impressive of her, right? Uh, I'm just realizing. Uh, however old she is, which is not very, uh, totally believable somehow, some way that she was, 
an older woman trapped in the body of a little girl. <laughs> so that right there sh sh is going to give this movie some points. So, so her performance was great. Uh, it, it just didn't quite have the, the, the impact. And perhaps it was the fact um, that that one involved uh, toys and <laughs> the big involved a, a kid playing with toys whereas this one uh, is, is less fun perhaps yeah maybe some of the fun is is sucked out of it because it's not a uh, a child in an adult's body which is fun it's a, a, a an adult in a child's body which is horrifying uh, so for that reason, I think I go a solid 3.79654321. Blast off. Which is, uh, if you're unfamiliar, you know what? The possibility exists, I've realized, that someone starts at episode 501 or 500 of a podcast. Sure, why not? That's possible. Uh, my rating scale is, for the most part, nonsensical, but a general rule is a 3 is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, this, the potential for watching again is small, but, <laughs> what an idiot, the potential, that I just did that, the potential for watching this again is little, uh, but it does exist, like, I, I could see myself maybe down the road some years watching both big and little back-to-back -back sort of thing in, in, a, in a little marathon, uh, do we need a medium movie, what would that entail, uh, I don't know. Think about that. You know what? I'll tell you what. Audience participation time, which I attempt and fail at from time to time. If you have an idea for the movie Medium <laughs> and how it would fit into this big and little universe, what would that entail? Uh, you can contact me to the inf to any of the information provided in the closing credits for contact information. There. <laughs> Next movie is Wine Country. Ah. During a vacation to Napa Valley. Napa, like, from Dragon Ball Z? No. That's less exciting. A group of long-term friends reunite and revisit past choices in this hilarious... Mm, and heartfelt comedy from director Amy Poehler. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, on the note of hilariousness-osity, uh, it is funny. There are funny moments, 100%. Uh, it's just, this is a brand of comedy that might not appeal to all. Um, I'm probably not necessarily in the demographic for what this is aimed at. That being said, uh, I'm going to go, jeez, definitely over a three. Because I could see myself uh, watching this. I'll go 3.8. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 3.8. I liked it more than little. I, I, I could say that uh, uh, numerically, and I just did. Uh... Yeah, uh, sort of a girl's night feel to it. Lots of wine. You know, you got your rosés and such. Moving on to movie... Oh, I don't know. Oh, here it is. A movie, the third, Ghost Stories. Mmm. From 2017. I don't remember this one. Skeptical Professor Philip Goodman embarks on a trip to the terrif... Trip to the terrifying... Let me read that again. Skeptical professor Philip Goodman embarks on a trip to the terrifying after being given a file with details of three unexpected cases of apparitions. Yeah, okay, I suppose that's uh, accurate if awkwardly worded. Uh, okay, so this guy who doesn't believe in the paranormal is given three... Uh, stories that a fellow paranormal investigator couldn't prove as unparanormal. <laughs> wow, 
Wow, that's uh, speaking of unwieldy sentences. Uh, speaking of unwieldy sentences, that would be the name of this episode if I didn't already have a name. Um, this was good. There were scary, creepy moments. Uh, there was also a few just like just strangenesses, uh, which I like, uh, and perhaps that's where some of the quote-unquote horror comes from. Uh, scenarios in which are, are, are just so strange that you sort of are, are, are taken aback because they're so foreign from everyday life. Hmm, how about that? Rating-wise, uh, again, we're, we're not being blown away this week by movies. Uh, I'm going to go three right in the middle. Yeah, no pluses on this one. Hmm. Uh, movie, aha! See, we're going to go out with a bang here. Movie, the fourth what we left behind colon looking back at deep space nine yes uh okay let's get this out of the way six out of five yeah very rarely does this happen but i friggin love this movie so so much i can't remember the last movie i gave a six out of five to but uh uh this is so great now a good documentary will be interesting no matter the subject and this does have that uh so uh, I would say if you know nothing of Deep Space Nine, you're probably still going to give this, uh, you know, like a four, uh, somewhere in that in that neighborhood, I bet. Uh, however, if you, like me, uh, love Deep Space Nine, in fact, it's my favorite of the Star Trek shows, um, you are going to love this. It's, it's so, so incredible. Uh, one thing, uh, Iris Stephen Burr, I've never heard his full name. I've always heard Iron Burr, uh, showrunner of uh, Deep Space Nine and creator, I, I believe he's a creator, of this documentary decided to do, or rather not do, is he didn't want a quote-unquote talking heads documentary uh, 100%. There's some of that that's sort of intermingled with it, but it's all done on the backdrop of him and some of the writers of the show sitting down all these years later and creating... Uh, uh, story breaking, as they say in the biz, uh, what would happen in the first episode back should uh, a new season be created all these years later, which is just sort of a fascinating thing to see that in general. But when it's specifically to a show where you always sort of wonder, you know, uh, a show you love when it ends uh, and you wonder, oh, I wonder what happened to all these people. Imagine that show, your favorite show, when it ended, you had questions about where they are now, and then the writers of that show sit in a room and decide what happens in that show it, it was incredible uh it was an incredible thing to watch um there's funny there's interesting parts obviously there's funny parts uh there's sad parts uh i, I did cry during this movie i laughed i cried i, I freaking love the whole thing uh one thing i will say i watched this <laughs> during a fan expo uh, if you go a few episodes back, uh, you could see Nerd Kane Adventures, uh, Fan Expo Toronto 2019 will be the title of the episode. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with those special episodes I do from time to time, basically what I do, and I'll give myself a little self-promotion here, uh, is I will go to a con such as that. I will take a cane as I have a bad back. And if you're unfamiliar with these things, there's a lot of waiting in line. And what hurts my back more than anything, oddly, is not moving around, not even, like, picking up stuff necessarily. It's uh, just standing still in one spot. That kills my back more than anything. So if I don't have something to lean on, like a cane, uh, all those hours of standing around uh, just wouldn't be possible. So uh, I have that. 
which I then have celebrities autograph, some of which who have appeared in Deep Space Nine, for example. Uh, and then I will also hand said cane to cosplayers and take their picture. So uh, I call them Nerd Cane Adventures because that's just what they are. Uh, uh, feel free to check out the pictures. Feel free to listen to the podcasts. You could even, should you wish, go to a nerdywebsite.com and see the pictures and the uh, podcast all intermingled into a video. How about them apples? Good stuff. Folks, uh, let's push a button and go to our next segment. Let me just say, though, uh, what we left behind, so, so very good. Uh, yeah, see, this timer doesn't work so well, or this doesn't work as well. Uh, I'm going to have to work on the timer. Oh, listen to that. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is... Oh, I see we have two sponsors. Uh, Platinum Realty and Snicket wolverine repellent thank you for that sponsorship the sponsorship of this television talk in which i have two television shows yeah we got a jam-packed episode this episode uh this is a jam-packed episode and a long episode i've already seen which uh is supposed not surprisingly uh I, i will just say episode 502 will be probably shorter and a little bit back to uh, what the normal episodes will be in term of length going forward bajillion dollar properties yes finally i've watched season one to three i don't know if there will be a season four in the works now that it has been moved over bought however that has worked uh to pluto tv pluto tv if you try to watch on some things the apps are horrible but i will say uh it's a free service so (coughs) excuse me can't complain too much about it Uh, And also, it has allowed me to finally, finally watch Bajillion Dollar Properties. It's a show that people in the States uh, who are a fan of podcasts like myself have always uh, always felt jealousy they've been able to watch, but I've never been able to find, even through sneaky methods in Canada. I've just never been able to get a hold of it. I've seen, you know, the odd clip and such on YouTube, but that's about it. So finally, and I gotta say... It was worth the wait. Uh, easy, easy for me to give the series as a whole a 5 out of 5 if you're unfamiliar with the show. Uh, Platinum Realty. Hey, wait a second. That's the sponsor. We probably have a bit of a, 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 a conflict of interest here. Them sponsoring this and me giving it a 5 out of 5. Wow. Uh, Platinum Realty Los Angeles premier realty group a group of realtors must compete for a partner position in the firm by selling as much property as possible okay that's somewhat accurate i suppose oh i just see season four wait there is a season four how do i get my hands on season four is it available yet on pluto oh okay i gotta look into that mental note uh, basically, what it is, is a fake reality television show. It's sort of like, you know, your Property Brothers, or... Uh, I don't really watch reality shows, I'm not a big fan. Um, but it's a spoof on those in which the actors are comedians, uh, led by Paul F. Tompkins as the head of this uh, realty group. So that right there, you know, I could just stop and move on to the next show, and that should be enough for you to go listen to it. 
Uh, Tani Newsom, she's incredible on it. Uh, who else do we got? Let me look at the Imbida. Tim Baltz, Dana Doot, Ryan Gall, Drew Tarver, Eugene Cordero. Yeah, uh, lots of good, interesting names. Uh, lots of uh, great uh, guest roles as well. Uh, I feel like if you were a comedic actor and were asked to do a guest role on this, uh, not only would you, you know, just have a job, which is great, and get, make some money, which is, you know, needful, but uh, you'd also have a really fun time because uh, I think this is somewhat famously... Uh, a lot of uh, uh, improv was allowed, uh, was done, so I loved it. Uh, created by Kulab Velisak. Uh, if you don't recognize one of the voices in the show opening, that would be Scott Ackerman, uh, uh, husband of Kulap Velisak. So, hey, there you go, bringing it all together. Needless to say, bajillion dollar properties, easy five out of five, so, so very funny. Multiple laugh out loud moments per episode, some with tears in my eyes. That degree of laughter. So, so very good. Moving on to season six of Alone. Yes, the cold season, we'll call this, takes place in the great white north of Canada, which is where I am. But this is even further north, and that looks like it's, I'm looking at a map, yeah, it's in the Northwest Territories, which, uh, Yukon, Northwest Territories, Nanavut, uh, those are all places as a Canadian that are uh, as a, a southern Ontario resident are, are, are sort of almost mythical feeling to me like they're, they're places that i hope one day to visit i i do enjoy the cold um but uh it, you, you know they're, they're sort of just so far north that it, it sort of boggles the mind even for a canadian like myself so just to put it into perspective where these people have to survive for as long as possible um now, I'm probably going to spoil things, which I forgot to, at the top of the show, I normally give a spoiler warning, which I didn't do this episode, so uh, let me do it now, <laughs> freaking halfway through, uh, by saying uh, this lasted 77 days was the longest person, which is pretty incredible. Um, you know what I'm just noticing now? Uh, the second last person lasted 73 days, <laughs> which means that when the second last person left, they still gave the poor guy who was there uh, <laughs> those days in between to just sit in his fucking shack and starve to death. That's not very nice. Uh, I think the reason they do that is so that he's not suspicious when they show up because they show up every, you know, so many days for medical checkups to make sure, you know, the person's not dead. Sorry, you know what, I, I should say, if you're unfamiliar with this show alone... Uh, what it is, is a, a group of people are thrown into the wilderness, and it's quite simply, whoever lasts longest without uh, calling to be taken <laughs> out of the wilderness and being allowed to go home, uh, they win. They win uh, some money. I, I don't know how much. 500000 it's, it's somewhere in that neighborhood. 250000 I don't know. Uh, is it enough? It depends, because a lot of these people have such sort of almost religious experiences out there like they get so in tuned with nature some of them uh are told they have to leave because of medical reasons because they're losing too much weight for example uh and, and they cry and they break down and they don't want to leave and, and they sort of try to fight to stay so it, it's really an incredible 
thing to behold. Uh, and some of the, the, the things they're able to do with their shelters and the tools that they have at their disposal and uh, and the food they have to get. The guy who won friggin' caught, caught, well, shot with a friggin' bow and arrow a moose. So he had a moose to eat. That was fascinating as well. Uh, his name was Jordan, which is also my name, <laughs> because uh, there's not a lot of fat on moose, and he had a lot of food, but because his food didn't have a lot of fat, he was basically eating, but still losing weight, so that was sort of a fascinating thing as well. Uh, I should say the Mrs. and I play a game on when we watch this show, uh, which is a great show for a couple, because it's sort of like... Uh, right down the middle, there's, there, there's, there's nothing that, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, what was I saying, uh, y yeah, the, the, the game we play, it's where we'll each pick a person at the first episode who we think is going to be the winner, and then as people drop off, if one of the people we chose dropped off, you get a, a mark, and by the end of the season, whoever has the most marks is the loser, because you want to pick the best people, so uh, I did win again, uh, I'm pretty sure of the six, uh, I have won maybe five, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm good at picking, this is my strategy, I'll, I'll tell you, don't, hey, hey, don't tell the missus my strategy here. Uh, what it is, is uh, I'll pick the fattest one, because they'll have a lot of fat stores. Uh, and uh, ones, if I could figure out which ones don't have loved ones at home, because quite often it's the people who break down uh, missing their family. So th I'll try to avoid that. And then uh, first and foremost, even, is people who are crazy. <laughs> like, have a, have a weird personality and, and just a tinge of insanity. Because you, you have to be a certain level of insane, I think, to do this. But uh, the higher the level, the more likely you're going to last long as well. So those are my tips for picking the winners of a loan. All right, so let's move on to next segment. Wish me luck on this button push. Oh, worked first time that time. Okay, we're moving, we're grooving. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know that we decimal system? Book banter. Today's book banter is Snuggle Bunnies. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, oh, shit. Ah, uh, yeah, see, I have to, that's one of the things, I have to remember to stop the thing. Okay, so, uh, we're talking of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Yes, uh, I will, from time to time, realize I haven't read a quote-unquote classic book in a while, uh, and I'll throw one in. Uh, so, that's what this is. Uh, the other category this will fall into is, uh, one where... I start reading it and then get about halfway through and think, have I read this before? Because I, I kind of feel like I had <laughs> and just didn't remember. Like, maybe I read it way back in the day. Uh, it's good. It's, it's actually short. For some reason, I thought this was a long book, um, but it's not. Um, let me read the Goodreads, and that'll give you a little tidbit what it's about. The compelling story. I agree with that, of two outsiders striving to find their place in the unforgiving world. Drifters in search of work, George and his simple-minded friend Lenny have nothing in the world except each other in a dream. A dream that one day they will have some land of their own. Eventually, they find work at a ranch in California's Salinas Valley. Not Napa Valley. 
with the wine girls. Uh, but their hopes are doomed as Lenny, struggling against extreme cruelty, misunderstandings, and feelings of jealousy, becomes a victim of his own strength. Yeah, he's just sort of a giant of a man. Uh, tackling universal themes such as the friendship of a shared vision and giving voice to America's lonely and dispossessed of Mice's Men has proven one of Steinbeck's most popular works, achieving success of a novel and Broadway play and three acclaimed films. Uh, yeah, actually, I haven't seen any of the movies, uh, but uh, I probably should watch one. I bet you they're uh, they're good. Uh, Rating-wise, I'll go with solid 4.7. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a book that I had trouble putting down. So, you know, that's always a sign of a good book. When it's at night and I'm reading in bed, vibro cubicular rest... Uh, and I don't want to put it down and go to bed. So uh, it definitely falls into that category. It was interesting to see sort of a glimpse into this time. Uh, I was sort of picturing... The way they make this seem is that during this time in America, there was a lot of just dudes wandering around looking for work, sort of a hobo tramp style, uh, which is interesting. I wonder how, like, if you were to take the populace of the United States, let's just go males in this case, because I don't think females were traveling around. Uh, how many of the males in the U S during this time were just sort of wandering around looking for work in this, they made it seem like a lot. So I, I wonder what the sort of percentage would be. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, this episode is way too long, so I'm going to try to speed up. Oh, Yeah, I haven't played uh, much video games lately, so I don't have one. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Faustus the Kroomster Kroom the Tiger Fucker. <sighs> uh, yeah, so I uh, skipped the game Gabin, as you notice there, because uh, with all this stuff on the go lately, uh, the alphabetical DM and uh, just got back from Fan Expo and, and this stuff, really, really been busy lately, so I haven't had time to game really much at all lately, which is kind of sad. Like, I'm still working through uh, Dishonored 2 a little bit, so I might not have a game Gavin for a bit, which is kind of sad. I, I feel like I have not been gaming, like, in general lately, which uh, I hope is not a long-term trend. I hope it's just something that, because of business, has happened. Hmm, we'll see. Uh, okay, uh, item the first, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of don't know why I, I never thought of listening to this. A uh, big Jesse Thorne fan from uh, Judge John Hotman, Hodgman, and of course, uh, Jordan Jesse Go. I love. Uh, so I, uh, he, from time to time, will mention he's got an NPR show where he interviews people. I think it was the fact that he spoke of interviewing Jeff Goldblum, who, should you uh, have taken my advice and gone to listen to that uh, Nerd Can Adventure, you will hear of my interaction with Jeff Goldblum at Fan Expo. Ah, and getting his autograph, no less. Anyways, uh, so he interviewed Jeff Goldblum, which uh, I could listen to him read a phone book. Uh, he also spoke with Eugene Levy, 
uh, fellow Canadian, huh? and uh, Wallace Shawn, which uh, don't get to hear too many long-form interviews with him. At least I haven't, so I uh, like that as well. Actually, on that note, Wallace Shawn also met at a fan expo, also got his autograph on the aforementioned Nerd Kane. So, hey, there you go. It's all coming together. Uh, moving on to Thomas Middleditch on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yes, uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, I feel like I haven't brought back in quite a while. So, when Thomas Middleditch was on as Faustus Kroom, uh, that was an obvious... Come on, yeah. Of course I have to talk about it. I friggin' love that guy. His weirdness uh, combined with being in a magical realm of hello from the magic tavern uh it's just a goddamn delight uh i the, i've seen this question a little bit lately uh it's if you were a dm and i am dungeon master uh who would you want playing at your table should you pick anyone living or dead and i i, and I feel like thomas middleditch is probably going to be on that list of someone who i would want at my DD table either to play with or to run a game for or just oh imagine him running the 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 thing that would be a, a goddamn weird adventure i bet uh yeah, so I liked it, and I bring it back here because that tends to what happens in internet intercourse segments. I just bring things back from the internet that I enjoyed. Things like Dicebreaker. Yeah, uh, this is a new... Holy shit, they already got 30,000 subscribers. I think it's because... Uh, the people involved with this dice breaker are coming from other areas in which they were already popular, which is nice. Whereas my uh, 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 alphabetical DM is not going to quite have that. So I, I might take us a while to get to that 30,000 subscriber mark. Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, yeah, they've only been at it a week. Wow, that is impressive. Uh, so it's basically, uh, um, so far I only see guys in the videos, which, you know, white dudes bearded white dudes of which i am one <laughs> uh yeah this is what we need other bearded white dudes talking about dungeons and dragons right oh boy uh i say that being a bearded white dude who's going to be talking about dungeons and dragons uh which is not necessarily what dicebreaker is focusing on they they do touch on that and i have enjoyed those episodes that are focusing on that but they're also going into different board games uh so uh, it's it's been the episodes I've watched have been interesting, have been uh, funny, uh, and uh, I very much enjoy it. So again, that's why I'm bringing it back here, uh, and I see good things coming. If the episodes, you know, one week in already this good and this interesting, uh, I'm glad I hopped on the bandwagon when I think there was only like 300 subscribers. Ooh, I was like one of the first. So there that's cool moving on to oh uh more D. &D. oh yeah well it's sort of taken over my life obviously at this point right uh all things D, &D is the name of the channel they did uh and i think and hope continue to do a, a, a little series within their show called the gray necromancer in which uh, the host of the show does sort of a, a tells a story about things that this necromancer did in i believe it's a campaign he's running or playing in i'm pretty sure running and some of the cool just sort of uh if you're unfamiliar with necromancers specifically ones in the D, &D realms usually they're evil they're they're bringing things back from the dead and uh, they're they're usually not nice guys uh that sort of thing they have you know zombies and skeletons at their beck and call 
but this one is gray, sort of like Gandalf the Gray, I suppose, uh, in that he's in the middle. Like he's he he's he's just there because death is a thing. It's neither good nor bad. It just exists. So he's helping towns. Um, but then he's also having townsfolk volunteer to be turned into undead in order to help said towns. So uh, the, the, there's things of that nature and, and sort of fascinating things that some of them I wonder how they're possible in the realm of D&D. But uh, like he had one where it sounded almost like a bag of holding, but inside was zombies that he could just sort of call forth an army at any given moment. Uh, c- cool stuff like that. And, and you know what? If anything... Uh, I feel like listening to it might give you ideas for a campaign. Like, uh, quite often the big bad in your campaign is really bad, really evil. But what if he made him something like this? Who, uh, a guy who sometimes does bad things for the greater good? Mm, question mark? Kind of a cool idea. Because life in general is not gray, uh, not black and white. So why not make your D&D campaigns a little grayer? Huh? Uh, last, lastly, since we're at 40 minutes and that's too long, um, <laughs> we'll just throw in a, uh, honorable mention in the internet for GameSpot, uh, seemingly on their YouTube channel, uh, throwing a lot more, uh, video game reviews again. Uh, they used to do it a lot back in the day and then seemingly they just sort of stopped putting, uh, video game reviews or would do, you know, maybe like one a month or something like that. Uh, and, and it must have been a conscious decision to do so and I, I never really understood why because I would assume video game reviews... Um, got good watches on it. You know what? I did actually have a theory, now that I think about it. Uh, my theory was they wanted people to go to their actual website to uh, watch the reviews, but then maybe they just sort of gave up on that, because uh, my, myself, I would only go to GameSpot for reviews for sp- specific games that I was interested in, like I wouldn't just sort of willy-nilly go on and watch a bunch of uh, reviews, whereas if they're on the YouTube channel, I find myself just, oh, that game looks interesting, I, w- I wonder what it's like, and then I add it to my playlist and I'll watch it, That's that sort of thing. Alright folks, we did it. Let's see how this uh, timer works when I push this button at the end. One thing that will remain the same is at the end of every episode, I will say, as I say, at the end of every episode. Oh. <laughs> ah, I forgot. That's the conversation cleanup um, button. So I didn't actually need to push this. Folks, I promise. <laughs> episode 502 will be better than this. And then episode 503 will be better than that. Episode 504 will take a steep downturn, though. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. 
Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper